Hi, and welcome to Eliza Starting at 16. I'm Eliza, a 17-year-old girl living on the Upper East Side of Manhattan, and I'm here to do my very best to explain what exactly is going on in the wild world of teenagers these days. So this week, I will start with something I'm obsessed with, because I feel like I normally start with something I'm stressed about, and why not start on a different note this time? So what I'm obsessed with is something that I'm sure a million people have been obsessed with before in years past, and something I've been obsessed with for a while, but just getting around to talking to, and that is the music of Nico Case. Um, I'm a huge fan of like slow, very like instrumental, beautiful music, um, although I have also discussed my love of pop, which is still not going away. Um, and she does really, really beautiful music that just makes you feel like calm and kind of rainy and like you're sitting on a porch looking out at a meadow or something. It's really, really beautiful and I, I just love it. One of my favorite albums of hers is called Blacklisted and I just, I, I love it. It's just, it's one of those things that you listen to obsessively and then when you listen to it again, you think of like a specific time in your life and you feel really weird about it, but then you listen to it obsessively again because you rediscover it and it's just all beautiful and I know it's it's by no means new that she's amazing. I mean, people who really like that kind of music all probably know about her, but still, you know, for us 17-year-olds, there's always something new to discover and I also don't like when people shame for just discovering things like, hey, you're allowed to discover whenever you want to discover and your experience discovering stuff is just as valid. So I'm going to stand up for myself in that area and for all others newly discovering things that they're into. Just because hipsters say that you they liked it first doesn't mean that you're not allowed to like it and that your liking of it and fandom isn't as legit and valid. So that is what I'm obsessed with this week and for many weeks in the past, but still. Something funny that I'm also sort of obsessed with, which may come as a surprise given something I've said a while back, but hey, I always said teenagers were fickle. That's part of my thing. Um, and it's SNL. I love SNL these days. I started sort of watching it because my dad was watching a clip from it. And I really, really find it like laugh out loud funny now. They're it's like the whole group is younger and seems much more aware of things that are issues and more on top of what people are sensitive to or young people maybe are sensitive to. And I've just found it really spot on in my sense of humor. And I totally realize I'm doing 100% doing a 180 right now because I was like, oh, it's so boring and it doesn't play to anything that we're into. But I really, really like it. I mean, I was watching the Peter Dinklage episode today and it made me crack up, like cry with laughter so many times. Um, really, really weird episodes and clips. Like one um, is called Space Pants, or at least that's what they talk about. It's just Peter Dinklage as a weird character singing about his space pants. And I don't know why, but it was hilarious. Or he and um, Leslie Jones did a Naked and Afraid episode and it killed me. I was, I thought it was so funny because, especially because Leslie Jones is so funny, but it was really great and I totally take back what I said um I think they had a pause when I didn't like them and maybe those were the days of more the transition from old like Bill Hader Fred Armisen that cast to the Cecily Strong and Vanessa Bayer and Leslie Jones those types of people um that cast but I think it's really really funny and I really like it and so I totally take back what I said before about SNL being lame and something I was done with 
But, you know, I've always said that teenagers are fickle, so here you go. Here is your proof of that. So definitely, I would recommend watching that. Definitely the Peter Dinklage episode. I thought it was hilarious. Um, So now what I'm stressed about, which is getting a concussion. I am the goalie on my lacrosse team, as I have mentioned before, and um, we were practicing for our preseason, and I got hit in the head with a ball, even though I was wearing a helmet, although I noticed that the sign on the helmet says, doesn't prevent against head injuries. First of all, I tried to play it off. I was like, oh, don't worry. That's why I wear a helmet. Don't worry about it. Um, Because I totally thought it didn't matter. But then right away, I got a really bad headache and I had to go sit out. And that was that. They sent me home because I wasn't allowed to play for like a week, maybe more, because everyone's obviously really careful about concussions, especially, you know, given recent studies with football players, turns out concussions are even worse than we thought they were. And this is my second in my life. The other one was a year ago when I fell and hit my head. So it kind of stunk. I wasn't allowed to play for the whole week and I really, really wanted to, and I still haven't played this week, Um, but hopefully I'm going back tomorrow or the next day. But yeah, that hurt like crazy. Luckily, they weren't like, oh, you have to sit in a dark room and stare at a wall for a week. They were like, you can do basically whatever you want, just not lacrosse. Because getting two concussions in a row, even though it's super rare, is apparently terrible. Really, really, really dangerous. So that was my week. It was kind of a bummer not to be able to do what I planned on doing for the second week of spring break, aka play lacrosse with my like best pals and hang out in the sun and everything like that but it ended up being okay because free time I really value free time so I guess it's a win-win ish not really just making the best out of a negative situation so now something that I am done with which is um all these makeup fads being shoved in everyone's faces like right now Sephora is doing this whole thing with color correcting not that okay I love Sephora I mean when I'm stressed out yeah I watch makeup videos but another thing I do is literally go to Sephora listen to a funny podcast and walk around because I find it so comforting um just like looking at things and 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 watching them and being like oh this is so shiny and beautiful like half the time I walk out buying nothing I just like looking at it um and Right now, Sephora is doing a big color correcting thing where they say, oh, you know, if you put these specific colors in problem areas, they'll do specific things for your face. So if you put green on a red spot, it'll lessen the redness and conceal it. Or if you put yellow on a dull spot, it'll make it bright and beautiful. And there are all these random colors that you can put everywhere. Um, And I find it just stressful. I understand that they want to market everything. And I know that the beauty world a hundred percent plays on everyone's insecurities i mean they make billions of dollars off of just making everyone feel bad about themselves goodness knows i have a lot to say about that but i just don't feel like i don't feel like it's helpful to do that i feel like it it just stresses me out it makes me not want to get anything all that whole thing with contouring and and highlighting and all that stuff it really just just serves to kind of I think make people feel bad about themselves and like they don't know how to do what they're doing and all this stuff about there being a right way and a wrong way to wear makeup I feel like that's really restrictive and I I think that however you want to do it is the way to do it I mean use whatever you want wherever you want just do what you like and I think when they're setting all these fake rules for everything 
and all these videos are made on YouTube that are like, oh, I hate when people do this, or it's so bad when people do this with their makeup. I don't think that's beneficial to anyone, really. And, I mean, if we're just talking about money, well, then I think that maybe makeup companies should focus less on insecurities and more on motivation, because why are you going to buy makeup if the company is telling you you look terrible? I saw an ad for a product in the store, in Sephora, and on one side it said yuck and on the other side it said wow about eyebrows and it was like oh if you don't use our product you'll look like yuck and a picture of that eyebrow and i was like what about walking by here and seeing your eyebrow something that looks exactly like that and they're saying yuck i mean that just makes me hate that company that makes me like upset and i just don't i think that there's as much money to be made off of telling people that they can have fun with makeup and they can do whatever they want and there's artistry in it and and joy and creativity rather than saying you look terrible you need it if you don't have it you'll look ugly and no one wants you look at Kendall Jenner look at Gigi Hadid look at all these models look how beautiful they are and you're ugly but you can try to look more like them if you do what we have if you use our products I just think when you're shaming people into trying to buy your products what are you really gaining there's only so much somebody can do to reach your level that you're setting out there and i mean i'm definitely guilty of it of seeing the pictures and being frustrated and watching videos and thinking that maybe i can look like that and not being able to look like it and being really stressed out so i think maybe if we just told everyone they look great no matter what they do There'd be a whole new world of potential consumers if that's what you're focused on, you know? If you tell everyone they'll look great, boys and girls and everyone, you can have fun with this, then won't you stand to benefit more? I mean, my favorite thing right now is highlighters. I'm obsessed with highlighters, just making your face all shiny and glowy. And I mean, that's totally what I'm obsessed with. And so of course I'm buying into that fad. But part of what I like about that fad is that it's not telling you this is how to make your face look skinnier or here's how to make your cheekbones look higher. Not really, it's just here's how to make yourself glow and be sunny and pretty and I just love that concept and I love that it's so open to everyone and there are all these shades out there and it's just about shiny, happy, sparkly, beautiful people just getting themselves all shimmered up. I love it. So that is what I'm obsessed with in the makeup realm while I'm upset about um, the beauty industry and their standards and all these things they put out for specifically women to feel terrible about themselves. Um, I also gotta give a hand to those highlighters because goodness knows I spend so much time perusing the highlighter sections of all the makeup places at Sephora, just adoring them and making my arm all shiny. So that is that for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I'm Eliza. And please rate and review me on iTunes because I really just want to know what you are thinking because I'm kind of putting all my stuff out there. So it's kind of daunting, but thank you so much for listening. And come back in a week because who knows what we'll be into in seven days. Bye.